0: Welcome to the Health Hour. It's, uh, Wednesday between 1 and 2 p.m. Uh, I'm Dr. Jonathan Witt, your host. And, uh, welcome back. I haven't been here for a bit. Um, took a bit of leave, uh, touring and all the rest of that. Uh, didn't catch anything. Good news for the producer and, uh, my controller sitting in the studio. Um, anyway, so, uh, good show lined up today. We're gonna take the news first with Catherine and then, uh, following that, um, gonna be discussing the disease behind uh, the ALS ice bucket challenge, because uh, obviously all the insanity of uh, throwing ice and water over your head for um, some people, no particular reason. I, I'm pretty convinced that the millions that have done it, uh, there's a fair number who have no idea why other than peer pressure. Um, but uh, going to be learning a little bit about, uh, about motor neuron disease and, and, and what it's about, um, how it's represented in South Africa and, and uh, what you, you can do about it if you want. Uh, But first up, Catherine from The Times. Catherine, how are you doing?
1: Hi. Good.
0: Yourself? I'm well, thanks. Uh, I'm a bit annoyed because uh, I see yet again security in public health institutions has failed us. And uh, we had a nursing sister attacked on Friday night at uh, Helen Joseph Hospital.
1: And it only came out when there was an anonymous SMS spread between all the doctors and a leak to the media. Otherwise, we wouldn't have heard about it.
0: Yeah, so the usual, let's cover it up, let's keep it quiet, because everything is perfect in public health care, don't you know?
1: And of course, the six and a half million rand that gets spent on the security for this hospital, I mean, there's big questions over where that goes, because it's clearly not to stop nurses getting raped.
0: No, well, I mean, it, it does go somewhere, because there are um, people dressed in uniform, theoretically, who are security guards, but I'm not sure they're doing anything.
1: Check your car when you're driving and off. I'm not sure what that's supposed to do. Maybe they think you're gonna. Run I, off I, I've always wondered
0: what are they looking for. I mean, I have half an ICU in the boot of my car, so uh, uh, they generally look at it, they scratch their heads, are a little bit confused, and then they close the boot and let me go. So, is it a dead baby? What What are they What are they actually searching for? Because uh it's it's a bit odd, and no, and, no. and if you ask them what they're searching for, they can't tell you.
1: Not cool. I mean, you're much more likely to get attacked and raped in a hospital here, I think, than Liberian workers going to get Ebola from their patients. It's really dangerous, and I think we forget how dangerous it is for you guys to do your jobs in public hospitals.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, it uh, should be said that a, a, a large number of, uh, certainly in the medical graduates these days, are females. So there's obviously increased risk there, and uh, it's just unacceptable.
1: Say about that because the <laughs> health department it's, hasn't really said much. They they've made all the excuses. They've been on the radio, but they haven't really. They they said that security's increased, and then the sign is. went to speak to doctors at the hospital yesterday, who said, "Well, we didn't see any increased security." So, not sure what's going to happen about that. But yeah, and and, and does this,
0: does anyone actually go to the hospital at two in the morning? Because I quite quite frankly, I'm sure the security's just fine at. It, it, uh, at 12 in the morning, but uh, 12 hours later, um, I'm not quite convinced. Um, with poorly lit uh, corridors, with uh, uh, corridors and, and, and parts of the hospital that aren't patrolled at all, no cameras, it's just a, it's just an absolute nightmare. I'm glad
1: I'm not a doctor,
0: that's all I can say. <laughs> or a patient, I have to say, they're also not safe, and and uh, theft and, and, and those other sort of what we'd call petty crimes, or, or, I suppose, which are really still not acceptable, are, are happening. But all right, enough of the the depressing uh, bad security. Hopefully, uh, for a little bit at least, it's put some fire under their bums and they, they sort it out. What's uh, what's happening, uh, the story around medical aid?
1: Well, yesterday I sat through the world's most boring and long press conference. Three hours, I'm learning everything about medical aid that you don't want to know. But... um quite a few interesting things came out. So it was the Council for Medical Schemes. They actually regulate the medical aids, and they look at all the data and see what's going on every year. Yeah. And medical aids are not that bad. I mean, I know we love to hate them, and they never pay for what we want, but of the $130 billion, that's how much was paid in premiums, almost the Departments of Health's entire budget, the yeah. free middle-class people pay in premiums, $113 billion was paid out in claims. They're not sitting on all our money. I mean, so they, they made $17
0: billion. Billion in profit, which is nothing to, 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 to sort of turn your chin up at. No, they,
1: medical aides are not-for-profit trusts, which they, they belong to us. Excuse me while do. I burst
0: into laughter. But yes, I, I know, for I know profit on trust. paper they're not-for-profit trusts. I'm yet to meet any CEO of a medical aid who isn't very wealthy.
1: But they're not CEOs of Medical Aid. They're CEOs of the administrators. So Medical <laughs> pay administrators
0: to administer their claims. This is what they uh, don't understand. No, I, I mean, I do understand it, but it's like if it's, if it's, uh, if it barks like a dog and, uh, looks like a dog, it's probably a dog. And, uh, to use the duck analogy, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. they can call it what they like. At the end of the day, um, there's, uh, there there's still are people making money off it. But, but I hear, I hear what you're they're saying. I hear what you're saying. They doing. Uh, they 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 are paying out a lot of money.
1: They're paying out a lot of money, but like, let's understand who's making the money and who shouldn't be. Medical aid trustees, now that's the job you want. You don't want to be a journalist, a doctor, a radio show host. You want to be a medical aid trustee. Definitely don't want to be a
0: radio show host. Let me tell you, it doesn't pay. (laughs) Carry on.
1: Well, you can be a medical aid trustee on the side. You only have to go to a few meetings, and you're going to earn about half a million rand a year. I'm not sure what you're going to do. I don't think you have to do very much. Half a million rand a year? Yeah, So the Council for Medical Scheme is very angry because we don't understand how medical aid's work. We don't hold them accountable. So medical aid belongs to us, and the trustees sit on the board, and they're supposed to check the money. It doesn't get spent, like, in a dodgy way, but they don't really have that much to do because the administrators, like Discovery, are doing everything. Those are the people that decide who to pay your pay. The trustees, well, they apparently attend a few meetings a year. They get retainers. Some of them are actually... Some of them are just any old person. Where, where do and I sign up? I don't know, but when I find out, I'm signing up first. Because the <laughs> cost Med trustees got 307,000 rand last year each. Yeah. And then got kicked off for being bad governors of of the medical aid, which is now under curatorship. But they get
0: to keep the money.
1: Of course they get to keep the money. So the council saying that you and I must go to our medical aid AGMs. Never going to happen. And vote about how much money. I always
0: want to go to use. those medical aids, but I end up having to like defrost my oven or something important like that. You know. So, so the next
1: time, yeah. forget about saving the patients. Go to your medical aid AGM <laughs> and vote because you have a say over how much money these trustees earn, and you can actually veto it. It's just that we don't bother to go to our medical aid AGMs, but we could stop all this money going to people who theoretically don't do very much at all. So it's all the patients' fault. Sorry,
0: it's all the patients' fault. At the end of the day,
1: it's all the members' fault. That's what the council says. Hey, it's all nonsense. Yeah, yep. but, you yes. know, we could actually do something about
0: it if we wanted. All right, maybe maybe we'll 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 make an effort to go to the next AGM. Yeah, never going to
1: happen. <laughs>
0: never. <laughs> and um so, the other other side of the other stories that are going on
1: of Parliament busy fighting with the year I did see
0: this actually yeah
1: but the Deputy Speaker of Parliament is busy lying on his office floor if you read the City Press on Sunday so under his desk on the carpet doing TRE exercises I don't T- know if TRE? You know, Theory, it's, it's just for everyone
0: so they understand
1: well, I don't understand, but apparently it's trauma-releasing trauma so, releasing exercises. Trauma releasing exercises. So that's a new, it's a new kind of exercise. Yes, it's, um, it's
0: it's, uh, it's uh, the addendum to the um, Real Meal Revolution book, yeah.
1: Yes, there's vows <laughs> in Parliament, but there's also TRE. Mm, and highly evidence TRE will take away the triggers of anger, according to the Deputy Speaker and the previous First so life. So all
0: people who don't use indicators in traffic will disappear if I do TRES.
1: And any, any other trauma, like anything bad that's happened to you, your body must just reset. That's what he said. It must just reset itself. And he would like Parliament to all be doing this TRE so they can all reset themselves. You lie on the floor, and at some point you start to shake, kind of like, as he said, an antelope quivers when he's been running. Oh. And then when you shake, then the trauma goes away. So that's hmm. a new exercise form, and it's being apparently rolled out in Parliament.
0: You know, because Parliament has nothing better to do. I mean, that's really what it comes down to.
1: No, they don't need to, like, amend the laws and do nothing about the medical <laughs> aid, but they can do this new exercise routine. Um, he's actually a practitioner. He's, I think, the only one in South Africa.
0: Uh, you know, you should always be worried when that happens because uh, he, um, he's, if he's the only expert, then uh, it becomes a problem.
1: I'm glad you can hear that. I don't know. What, well, I mean, maybe we need Parliament to be doing some exercise. From the the looks of
0: them, yeah, it's it's not uh, lying on your office floor and stretching your legs and shaking like an antelope. It's uh, running like an antelope around the cities of city of Cape Town. That yeah. would uh, probably be a bit more helpful. Number one, some of them would get get fitter. Number two, some of them would collapse and uh, go on their lovely mortal co- shuffle off their mortal coil, and, and we'd probably be better off. Less politicians, the better country. Anything else?
1: I think I'm going to go and lie on the floor and start shaking like an antelope. And then <laughs>
2: my
0: Let me know what your boss says, and uh, if you still have a job next week, we'll chat to you again.
1: Yeah, I'll be feeling very
2: relaxed.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Catherine.
1: You're welcome. Bye. Jose, bye.
0: Right, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, discussing the disease behind the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge.
3: Take you out of this place Someone you can land I have in return for grace so beautiful. Ring the
0: And we're back on the Health Hour. Uh, Just a reminder that if you want to give us a call at any time uh, to answer any questions related to what we're talking about or any other medical queries, I'm more than happy to try and answer them as best I can. Uh, Telephone number 0861-555-189. You can obviously uh, catch me on Twitter, Jonathan underscore Witt. And... uh, Using the WeChat app, you can send a message straight into studio onto our screens here. So, uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, we're going to be discussing the disease behind the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, which is actually named in the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, Um, but I'm pretty convinced that most people have no idea um, what what the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge stands for, Um, and um, we we we're going to be discussing it with uh the a representative from the motor neuron disease association of south africa um who is Sheila Kendall um and uh as some of you may or may not know we've uh we as I say we but the world population has now raised in the region forbes has quoted uh, a a figure of about 100 million dollars towards research um on motor neuron disease um, and, uh, what in America is called ALS. Now, motor neuron disease is made up of five different, uh, uh diseases, in fact, but, uh, the most common one is, is, is ALS. And, um, uh, Sheila Kendall, our guest today is, uh, is going to be discussing with us, uh, the disease, its background, uh, a bit about, uh, its progression and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, she's had, uh, almost 15 years of experience dealing with these patients. Uh, Sheila, are you there? How are you?
2: I'm very well, thanks
0: yourself. Um I'm good. I'm good. Um I'm good. I'm sure I'm better than a lot of the people you're dealing with, so I'm always good then. <laughs> and yeah, definitely. Right. So, uh you you've got uh, quite a long uh, a long history dealing with uh with the you prefer ALS uh, MND patients. Uh, what do you how do we refer to it in South Africa?
2: In South Africa, we we refer to it as motor neuron disease.
0: Okay. Um, and uh, obviously, it's the Americans who really like the, the, the this ALS uh, uh, abbreviation, which actually for the for the listener stands for Amyotrophic Lateral Sclerosis. But That's uh, but if we if we sort of uh, bring it away from the very fancy medical terms, um, what essentially is motor neuron disease? What's going on in, in in a person's body?
2: Okay, what happens is motor neuron disease is a nerve and muscle wasting disease.
0: Yeah. Okay,
2: it's, It affects people in different ways because you have a upper a motor neuron and we've got lower motor neurons.
0: Upper being more in the brain and lower motor no, no. neurons being in the spine? No.
2: Well, it's, okay. it does, no, it doesn't... It's not going... We're not talking like brain and spine. Okay. We're talking upper being the speech, which we'll then call it the bulbo area. Okay. okay. That affects the speech... Swallowing, breathing. i um, breathing actually really because of the diaphragm that becomes so wasted. Yes. Um, they're not really being able to breathe all the way down.
0: Okay. So, so the muscles that help you breathe are are, are, yes. are what becomes a problem.
2: Yeah, but your really your diaphragm. Okay. But it's, your um involuntary muscles uh, doesn't affect.
0: Okay. So it's voluntary it's a, muscles that are, are it's
3: essentially... all the voluntary
2: t- muscles. So now it's going to be really looking at our, the speech, the tongue, obviously, the hands, the arms,
3: um,
2: yeah. legs, sure. and foot. Okay. So that is the one that is... It's just move, the movement and then obviously our speech. Okay. All right.
0: And uh, in terms of... Uh, I mean, there's, there's multiple forms of uh, motor neuron disease. And yes. uh, obviously, uh, th- those must range in severity. Is that, is that roughly correct?
2: Yes. What happens ALS? Yeah. Because the amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is very aggressive. Okay. It's very aggressive. So that is the more aggressive one. But everybody in actual fact is diagnosed as ALS because we not because we look at it as it's going to be aggressive. But we have people that have got the PLs which is the primary lateral sclerosis. That mm-hmm. one yeah. means that it's going to just be, it's, lo, it's, it's not an aggressive motor neuron. So we have, we're looking at patients that can grow up to 30 years living with that. All right. But they're going to have waisted. They're also going to have waisted. So they can either have waisted in the legs or in the arms. If it's the bulbar area they're obviously because of the, the the swallowing and the breathing and the you know the speech yes. um they can stay they can carry on for maybe 5 years yeah but when it's the PLA it's a long term so I've got a patient that's been with me for 30 years now wow and he has got motor neuron disease so but when they are diagnosed they're all diagnosed with ALS because obviously nobody can see in the beginning where it's going to go to where's this channeling to
0: okay so our diagnostics on it are not perfect Um, no because we 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 can't really tell necessarily which one you have
2: no you're actually going to as so as we're going along as we're progressing yeah we're going to see where we're going so we're looking at um you know okay now we're going to go into the um say say we started in the bottom and the legs have now started and then so it slowly moves because it's got no pattern. So it's not necessarily going to go up to the legs and then to the feet.
3: Yeah.
2: So it doesn't have a pattern. If it starts in the bulbar area, it doesn't mean that it's going to go to the hands and the legs. We don't know what, there is no pattern that it will follow. It okay. will just happen.
0: Got you. Got you. Alright. So uh, what is uh, you know, what are we looking at in terms of, uh, do we know the cause? Do we know is there something we can be targeting? So the researchers, what are they looking at?
2: In researchers, we're looking at the moment. In South Africa, we're looking at the um, genetics. Okay. Uh, we're doing the genetics research because it's not a genetic disease, but yet it can be a 10%. Pass
0: between families. Is that... Uh, Pass. Okay. Yes. All right. But it
2: can be a 10%, depending on your line. Okay. Right. Um. It-
0: I was uh, I was reading something about uh, in terms of the mutations in 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 specific genes that the Americans are kind of trying to target um with with gene therapy which which they claim is what they're going to use a lot of this money for now um is there i mean has there been any progress on that you know in the last couple of decades have we got anywhere with treatment
2: no not no um as far as i know and what i can gather yeah. we've been they've been doing research for many many years Mm. Um. because Firstly, if you think about it logically, motor neuron disease is a is a it's a nerve and muscle wasting. But where and why?
3: Yeah. Um.
2: It's a pulse. It's pulsing. You know, you're sending a pulse through to say that you have to do movement, and so in some way the pulsing has now stopped working. Yeah. So you basically have been shorted out. So if you look at a light bulb. Um, it has shorted or it's blown, and you can't repair it. Okay. So if even if we're looking at something that we're going to, you know, that is going to maybe cure it,
3: yeah. it's going,
2: you've already got muscle wasted, okay, and you've already got nerve wasted. So if they're going to cure it, we're going to have to look into something having to spark up this whole. Um, um,
0: well, the nervous system—you got to—you got to recreate the nervous actually, system, which is
2: so the, very unlikely and
0: quite difficult, actually.
2: To understand, so why do you think it has taken so long to find a cure? Because they can't find a cure because we need to find this pulsating to come back again to bring back the yeah. nerves and bring back the muscle. But now we've already got muscle wastage. So what happened?
0: All right. So that brings me to uh, the big question, which I'll—I'll I'll bring up later, but. Um, the Americans say uh, you know it's about a one in a thousand disease in their population. W- what are we looking at in South Africa?
2: Worldwide, mm. we have got six to a hundred
0: thousand. Well, well, that's a big range—six thousand to a hundred thousand.
2: No, six, six. Oh. to a hundred
0: thousand. Okay, got you. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's uh, it's not huge, uh, you know, amongst uh, amongst no. diseases. We, it's not incredibly common in South Africa. I mean, you you know, you you guys at the Motor Neuron Disease Association, you know, you know of the number of cases in South Africa we're Which, dealing with. W-
2: the ones that we know of is two hundred and ninety-seven. Two
0: hundred ninety-seven in the country.
2: In Al- in South Africa.
0: Okay, all right. So okay. it's 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 a it's a relatively small problem here so far. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So
2: also, if you look at it in that way, it's not a big problem. Yes. So There's not really, really anything happening because we we're just a little tip on the iceberg. Yeah. I've got you. I've got so, you. Uh, but what we know of is 297. you know, a lot of people don't really contact the Motor Neuron Association. Sure. Um, our, our referrals are really through the neurologist. Yeah, um, we get our referrals from them, but it's really up to you know if a patient would like to contact the Motomirone Association. Then obviously, um, you know, obviously our st- um, statistics will come out. Yeah, but this is what we have at the moment. It predominantly has been in male. Okay,
0: so okay. It's, it's more common in males, all right?
2: Males, so predominantly more in male. Age group was fifteen over. No race. Uh, no, there's no ratio.
3: Okay. It's, it
2: takes whoever it wants to. Yeah. Um, well, um, since I can tell you, my youngest patient was 29 years old.
0: Okay. So it's...
2: Uh... Okay. So it's not the over the 15 over anymore. There is no real, you know, we've got younger people. We've got in our late 20s, 30s, 40s. So we can't really say anymore that it's 15 over only.
0: Sure, sure. All right. So, look. I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of the progression, uh, obviously, uh, you know, progression of the disease uh, can be, as you say, it can be rapid, and it it can also take a very long time. I mean, rapid. We're looking at uh, sort of three to four years.
2: Depending, um, depending on the severity of it, but it can also start. Say, say, you know, you only really find. Um, it takes you, say, about a year or so before you realize, okay, you know what, I've now got muscle wastage.
0: Yeah.
3: So
2: by the time you do see a neurologist, are you looking at a two to five year if you have ALS? Okay. Okay. You're looking at, say, two to five years. And then obviously the longer one. Yeah. yeah. A rough percentage of it will be maybe longer, three years, and say well, say about 20%, five to ten years. Yeah. Depending on what it is, okay. So, that is what you're looking at. In in if you're looking at the prognosis of
0: it. Yeah. All right. So so so, look. If you've got it, it's incurable at this stage. And and uh, obviously, as as far as I understand, there's there's one drug that uh, has shown to show some improvement, at least in symptoms. Uh, are we using that in South Africa? Is it registered here?
2: We do. Um, it's called bit can I yeah can right, I right. give you the name? It's yeah. well we know it as either riluzole or Relute. Yeah. Okay. That is the the drug that is used um in but it's very expensive. So you're looking at about four and a half thousand to five thousand Rand per month.
0: Sure. Um which is
2: a lot of money. And obviously the medical aid, you know, it's not a yeah.
0: It's uh, it's not always covered, no. not always covered. Sure. No. All right. So so there's a drug. It doesn't cure it. It helps a little bit with, with symptoms. So what are you doing for your patients? Because you're obviously dealing with with these patients uh, on a daily basis. Um, and what what are, Merch- what are you doing to help them?
2: The Motor Neuron Association. We both established around about the 1990s. Okay, that's when we started yeah. the um the, the organization. Sure. Um, our main Well, our main factor is to go, we do home counselling every day. So we visit our patients daily. Um, We counsel them. We counsel their families on how to handle and what to do and what not to do. Yeah. We deliver, we have equipment. We have an equipment bank of wheelchairs, commodes, raised toilet seats, bath chairs, that type of thing. Anything to give them, to help them in the quality of life. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry, we loan that out to the patient, iPad machines, you know, whatever we have to give them. Yeah. Um, And we and have support group meetings once a month. We send out quarterly newsletters.
0: Physio, occupational therapy, are those things helpful?
2: It depends. It really depends. What we try and do is if we have a a you know, a support group, we get in an occupational therapist to help the patients, the families, ready to, to do a bit of movement and, you know, um, how to change, uh, you know, to do movement from right, to manage to, the patients, sure. To manage them. Yeah. Okay, the other thing is a physiotherapist is also going to be used, but more because we don't want to do any high impact um, exercise or. Anything that's going to harm a muscle already wasted. So we do a lot of stretch exercising, um, you know, massaging. That is what we try and get them to do.
3: Okay, cool. We don't
2: want any high um, exercising, no going crazy and trying to strengthen a muscle that has wasted because it will just waste quicker.
0: Okay, I got you. It will you. exacerbate the I wasting. Got you. So, uh, unfortunately, because the, there's nothing that can be done about the wasting, it's not really, uh, there's no point in rehabbing the muscle, so to speak. Correct. Um, Correct. got you. All right. So, look, I mean, uh, big question then comes in. Uh, we've got roughly 300 we know of in South Africa. There, there may be a few more that, uh, you know, haven't, uh, haven't been reported and, and, and so on. But, uh, we, we're looking at about 300 patients. Um, Obviously, you, from your guys' perspective, I'm hoping you've received some uh, donations with regards to this uh, ice this bucket challenge that's been going around, um, and uh, obviously the publicity has been a good thing um, for your organization. Um, do you think, I mean, other than funding your day-to-day activities, are you guys hopeful on a cure <laughs> in reality? It's a lot of money that's been donated,
2: certainly in America,
0: not necessarily here.
2: Okay, not in, in South Africa at the moment, we're looking at what we've received so far is about 170000
0: Okay, which is great. It's wonderful that which people is have given.
2: absolutely wonderful. It's the first time ever since we've been on the map that we've had so much exposure and that people have contacted us like this. This is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, the money is actually used for um, equipment. That is what we need. We need the money to go to equipment and to maintain the equipment that we have. Okay, I got you. Okay, then research. If and when they're doing well, now we are quite happy to help. You know, um, or donate towards research yeah. if they are going to start doing this in South Africa. Is there anyone
0: anyone specific doing this kind of research? Is it uh, any any specific university or, or, or person? Um, well.
2: <clears throat> Um, we're looking, um, Dr. Henning from Twinkeburg Hospital. Yeah. Um, they are going to be looking into doing research from Kutskir, I believe. Okay. Okay. So, <coughs> sorry. So no they are going to be looking into doing the research, but all the research has been done overseas. Yeah. All research has been done overseas. All
0: right. And, uh. Obviously, unfortunately, as yet nothing, nothing uh, too too much new in a, in quite a long time. Uh, but no. but who knows? This this could give the necessary boost uh, to to possibly finding something.
2: Of course, and you know what we can we are going to help. we need to know if there is going to be something. What a pleasure to understand because there's people out there I see every day, and have been working with it for so long. Yeah. I see how people have. Um, you know it just becomes so weak and they've lost all their dignity um it it strips you of everything you know it, but yet it's not it doesn't affect your mind, so your mind is a hundred percent active, but your body's not working interesting enough
0: uh stephen Hawking, he's uh, his, uh, his motor neuron disease is that uh what has he got? Are you aware?
2: Well, all we know is that he was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Okay, but um, obviously, you know, he's been going for ever in a day.
0: Yes, well, I mean, so really... you know,
2: obviously, he either he has the finances, no, I don't think so. That would keep him alive, which I don't think so either. Um, but it, you know, could he have PLS?
0: Yeah, unlikely to be ALS that he's got. I mean, obviously,
2: uh... because of his his. his there. You know, how long he's been there, he's been there forever.
0: Yeah. Although, I mean, if uh, in theory with ALS, if, if you can keep the person breathing, uh, you couldn't keep them going?
2: Well, you know what? The thing is, there's no there's no real thing of keeping them breathing because oxygen is not something that you can put a patient on um, if they have got a motor neuron disease because You know, the way that um, what happens is you actually collect a lot of CO2. Mm -hmm. And if you go on oxygen, it will exacerbate the CO2 anywhere. People do not die of suffocation and whatever. You know, they say they die of suffocation and choking. No, it doesn't happen. The BiPAP machine will help them. So that's a, that's a, basically pro- a,
0: a type of ventilation machine.
2: It's type of a ventilation. It's a non it's a non invasive ventilation. Mm-hmm. It will it will help. It will prolong. It will prolong, um, but that's about the only thing that you can really use if you need to use something to assist in breathing.
0: Okay, got you. All right, uh, Sheila. Thank you. Thanks very much for, uh, for all of that and shedding light on on uh, um, motor neuron disease. Um. Appreciate you coming on. And, oh, it's been
2: uh, wonderful. Um, is there any way that um, – can I give you abs- our website? Absolutely.
0: Details? Go for it. Uh, give us uh, okay. all the details.
2: Um, our website is
3: Yeah,
2: On that, they can get all our details. All our banking details are on there. Um, they can go to our Facebook page. If, and I would really honestly like to say thank you to everybody that's participated in the Ice Bucket Challenge. You know, some people have done it just because of, you know, the fun. Exactly. peer pressure, um, as I mentioned before. Yeah, but this is not, you know, to us, it, it means a lot. You know, people that are donating, I've had little boys donating 50 rand, um on behalf of their grandmother. Sure. Um, That uh, passed away from Motoneer So, you know, I've got a, a little girl that's t- taken her money out of her birthday money to donate to us. So, you know, if you have somebody with motor neuron disease, you understand how much this means. Absolutely, it's not really just a craze. It's really just to help us to raise awareness yeah. and to give us a bit of funding. And we are, we are so grateful. Okay, you cannot imagine how grateful we are.
0: That's fantastic, and uh, it's uh, as, as I said before, it's uh, great that it's brought some awareness uh, to the disease and to the illness and uh, uh, all all strength to your organization.
2: And thank you so much for having me, and if there's anything um, I can help anybody with, I'll do it.
0: Okay, no problem. We've got all your details. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Have a wonderful afternoon.
0: Cheers. A. Bye. Thank you. Right, uh that was Sheila Kendall from the Motor Neuron Disease Association just giving us a bit of background of the disease in South Africa. Um the progression which unfortunately uh you know it's uh, it's degenerative and and uh, as a result uh, if you diagnose with it uh, depending on what form you have what, sooner or later it's going to kill you. Um and uh, what can be done. Um after the break we're going to chat a little bit uh my personal perspective and take on on some of the Treatment, uh, the, the craze that is the ALS ice bucket challenge and, uh, uh, some uh, comments that have come up about, uh, the animal testing that is inevitably going to result from you donating money to this cause. For the Health Hour. Right, so uh talking today about uh, ALS, motor neuron disease, and uh, obviously we've had Sheila Kendall on from the Motor Neuron Disease Association of South Africa, and um, just uh, some uh, perspective from my side uh, and opinion, and, and certainly some of the controversy that's now coming out, because uh, as always with these sort of social media viral spread things, uh, there's very little thought put into doing the challenge and, and going ahead with it. And, and even with, with the donation, uh, as I said, Forbes estimates about $100 million uh, raised towards ALS so far, uh, which is a fortune of money if we if we think about it, over a billion rand and uh, certainly will be put to good use in terms of research. And, and that research, just to understand some of the background, which is that mutations in your genetics uh, are what cause you to get motor neuron disease. Uh, it's uh, quite difficult to pick up. Uh, There aren't uh, specific uh, tests you can go to to a lab at this stage and say, I want to be tested for motor neuron disease. Uh, And it's very specific sort of gene mutations, which uh, we actually have because of the Human Genome Project, which is a larger project looking at decoding the whole of human uh, genomics. But um, in terms of uh, ALS, the, the treatment that they want to look at Uh, might not even be a cure. So the idea is you have the mutation. Once you have the mutation, it's very difficult to reverse that because every cell in your body has that mutation in it. Your your DNA carries the mutation. Uh, And as such, any treatment is only going to probably slow the progression of the disease. And the idea would be that what you wanted to do is slow the progression as much as possible so that from the point of diagnosis with the motor neuron disease, you can then take a treatment and potentially not get any worse or only get worse over 50 years as against four years. And so that's where a lot of the focus is going to be. And, and, and that's just to understand because the truth is that with most of these diseases, the idea around cures, uh, is, uh, often not really a true one. And, and uh, it's easy to spread that we're looking for a cure, but in reality, finding that cure is going to be very, very difficult and sometimes impossible because of the way the biology is set up. Now, there's been a bit of controversy lately. Uh, those uh, people that uh, Peter uh, and a number of others uh, have raised massive uh, concern because uh, they've suddenly realized. That some of the money, or in fact a large portion of the money that's going to the ALS Foundation, certainly in America, which is where the majority of this research is going to get done, uh, is going to go to testing it, uh, testing the theories, testing the medications, testing everything really on animals, uh, and uh, usually that starts off with lab rats, and uh, at a later phase it becomes, uh, it, it does sometimes become monkeys. And uh, and then eventually, once uh, proven to be safe, usually on those two avenues, uh, they start trials on humans. They don't, however, start trials on humans uh, until they have proven some sort of safety in other mammals. Usually, uh, that's because the majority of people on Earth uh, do, at some level, value human life. Uh, and I'm not uh, I'm not saying that uh, that uh, that it's to not value animal life. But there, there there's, there's a massive disconnect here. I had a, a bit of a, a, a tussle with someone on Facebook who uh, suddenly decided the AEDS ice bucket challenge was evil because they're going to give money to animal testing. And uh, can't they instead test on uh, human prisoners? Uh, and the, the logic of applying your morals to not testing on animals but then testing on humans who you've decided are uh, okay to be experimented on Uh, It just is is beyond me, quite frankly. Um, And another point to be made, really, is that almost every major medical advancement and medication that has happened in modern medicine probably went through some sort of animal testing at some point. This is not because we're disgusting, horrible doctors and scientists and researchers and we want to hurt uh, other life forms. It's because... That's the way testing happens. That's the way it works. We would not be able to get to the point with those specific treatments if we didn't actually do this testing. And so to suddenly have some massive objection to fundraising for any disease uh, because the research is going to end up uh, testing on animals seems completely illogical to me. Uh, and I realize that I'm not going to get anywhere with most of the bunny huggers. Uh, and that uh, at the end of the day, you will always believe that uh, animals supersede humans. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't, uh, once again, must say, I don't me- believe that means we should ever intentionally harm animals for no reason. Um, but certainly, uh, I'm not one of those people who doesn't enjoy a good steak. And I'm not going to stop taking medications and medical treatments because they they were discovered or they were advanced through animal testing. Uh, and then just something on on uh, sort of slactivism and a bit of education. So the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge is fantastic, and it's raised a lot of money. Uh, it's uh, as we heard has given exposure to motor neuron disease in South Africa once again. They haven't had this exposure for twenty years since they were founded, essentially, and that's 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 fantastic. But it, at the end of the day, it's probably a relatively small group of people and i have to say that if you want to be involved in making society better and you want to be involved in improving the health of those around you then get a little bit of education because it's very easy to throw some ass over your head and post it on facebook and 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 join your friends in this in this great challenge and uh, i'm into the fun of it but at the same time you live in a country that is covered in a whole bunch of health issues there are people who live with HIV every day they live with TB every day there are thousands millions living with hypertension diabetes all of these kinds of diseases do you know about any of these diseases do you know what people are suffering with do you know the organizations that are supporting those illnesses and are you donating anything towards the research in those areas or helping those sort of patients so it's very easy to follow a craze online but it's a lot more difficult to become educated about what the problems are in your environment, your sphere, uh, and actually become actively involved in that. And, uh, that's, uh, me on my soapbox for the week. And, uh, it's about it, uh, from my side. Uh, next week we'll, uh, have another good show lined up for you. I hope you've enjoyed this week and, uh, continue donating to the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge if you like. Don't donate if you're against uh, animal testing, but understand that almost every medical uh, speciality is going to be doing animal testing at some point. Um, And uh, just get a little bit educated about uh, what the real health concerns are in your community and with the people around you. Have a good week, and I'll catch you next week.